today is a great day. We get to celebrate Christmas um, for the last time together on a Sunday. Um, we're going to meet this Wednesday as well, but it's great for that reason, but also great because we get to celebrate Forney, NCC Forney, having their first big event on location at the Forney Learning Academy. You guys, this is like, like, is this real? Is this actually happening? Um, a vision that we've been moving towards, working towards for so long that God has spoken that NCC will establish other campuses and minister to other communities. And this is such a big step in NCC Forney having a place there in that community and impacting people, connecting with people. And so they're right now um, in like a few minutes, like going to open the doors and their event's going to begin. And so we just want to take a moment and pray because this is our family in Forney right now. It looks a little different, but understand this. God is still in this place, and God is in Forney with our family over there. And so we're going to pray for them that there are connections being made and that God's Spirit moves, and this is just the beginning of something totally amazing that we get to be a part of. Even though we're here in Mesquite, we're a part of what God's doing there. So let's pray for them. Jesus, thank you so much that we get to be a part of something so amazing as you're working in this community, this community of faith in NCC that we get to see NCC Forney beginning in this community. Lord, the title of NCC Forney just represents the people that you have, that you've raised up and you've sent out from this place to be able to minister to those in that community. And we pray that today there's connections being made, there's families getting to know our pastors, our leaders, to know that this is a place, this is a people who will love them, who will help them grow in their relationship with you. And we're excited to hear how it's going to go and how everything has been. And Lord, just thank you that we get to be a part of it and pray blessing over what you're doing there in Forney. In Jesus' name, amen. So it feels a little different um, because our Forney teams are there on location right now. And we'll, we'll get used to it in the next year as they're starting services in Forney. You know, we'll get a little more familiar with each other. And as we uh, meet new people from this area in Mesquite, but... We are still one church. We're just going to be serving multiple communities now, and we get to be a part of something really, really awesome. Um, today, I want to take a moment and talk to you guys about love, okay? You with me? Let's talk about love for a second. Um, have you ever loved somebody so much that your heart ached, that you physically felt it? Some of you are like, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. I know what you're talking about. Um, maybe think of a couple who just got engaged. They just proclaim their love for each other, right? And all they, all they can think of is, I want to be with them. I want to be with my fiance. Like, think of my life with you. And that's just all that I want right now is to be with you. Or maybe just being homesick, loving your parents, your kids, your spouse, and wanting to be with them when you're apart. Like, you just have this deep desire to be with them. Or maybe when you first like-like somebody, anybody in the room, and you're like, all I want to do is be with them. That's all I can think about. You send them a text, and you're like, right here, as long as it takes. Wondering, is that embarrassing? Was that wrong what I said? I just want to know if they like me too. But that's like, all you want to do every hour of the day is be with that person, right? I remember when I first like-liked Alita, who is now my wife. So you can see how it turned out. Um, but we uh, took a trip to the Grand Canyon with a few of our friends, and... The Grand Canyon is not very close to Mesquite, if you didn't know. It was a 15-hour drive, and we didn't have that long, so we had to make the most of every moment. We drove through the night, 
taking turns, like, hey, you drive for a few hours while we can sleep. And so there's a period of maybe like eight hours where I can sleep. I can relax. I don't have to drive. And I'm in the back, and I'm like freaking out. Like my eyes are wide open. I cannot sleep because I haven't, I decided like I want to ask her out. And I want to be with Alita. And so, like, I cannot sleep. I could barely eat anything the whole trip. And I thought, maybe I'll ask her out on the end of our trip. But I just couldn't help it. That during that trip in the truck, I was like, dude, I'm, like, what's happening to me right now? And so I decided, like, I'm just going to ask her out. I did it the next day. Luckily, she said yes. Um, That could have made for a super awkward few days (laughs) being stuck together. Um, But she did say yes, and that turned out really well. But think of that song, I'd walk 500 miles, and i walk 500 miles more just to be the one that's at your door. Who in your life, who do you love so much that you'd literally walk 1,000 miles to be with them? And I, I looked it up because I was curious. We walk at an average of like three miles an hour. And if we walked 1,000 miles, it would take us 13 and a half days straight to walk that long. But... Who do you love so deeply, you long so deeply to be with them, that that seems like an actual possibility, to walk a thousand miles to be with them for 13 and a half straight days? Because when we remember Christmas, it's this kind of love that we see, this deep longing to be that God loves us. Because Christmas is proof of how much God loves us, how deeply that he wants to be with us. You see in Romans chapter 5, It says, how God showed his great love. It says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Sending Christ, the moment that we read about of Christmas, that Christ came to the world, is how God showed his love for us. And it says he died for us while we were still sinners. Let me tell you, we were sinners, and we are sinners. Like, we messed everything up. You read about the Bible just in the first few chapters in Genesis. You can read about how God created this perfect world and this perfect space where we can be with him, walking with him in his presence. He invited humans to be like literally with him, walking with him in his presence. And then Adam and Eve decided, let's take things into our own hands and make our own decisions and decided to bring sin into the world then. And sin created a separation between us and the Lord. Couldn't be in his presence now. And the consequence of being separated from God is very clear because just in the next couple chapters, you read about death and destruction and violence and greed just overcoming the world. Just in the next chapter, Adam and Eve's sons, Cain and Abel, Cain murders his own brother out of greed and out of selfishness. Being separated from God has dire consequences. And we are still living in that brokenness today. We, know, we knew then that we needed help really badly. We were in a place that we could not get out of on our own. In Romans chapter 5, it reflects this. It says, when we were utterly helpless. And we are even in moments when we don't have the Lord, even today, we're utterly helpless. It says Christ came at just the right time, and he died for us sinners. Because God presented a way out of that, that we're living in the consequence of our own decisions, of our sin, and then God presented a way for us to get out of it by sending his son Jesus. When we remember Christmas, we remember this. That Jesus was God's promise to his people. Pastor Aaron preached a couple weeks ago about Jesus fulfilling the prophecies and being the promise God had spoken about to save us from our sins. And we see 
his promise fulfilled through Jesus, reflected in Matthew chapter 1, when the angel is speaking to Joseph, who was Jesus' earthly father. It says, and she will have a son, talking about Mary, and says, you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And he says that this is going to fulfill the prophecy um, from hundreds of years before, saying she will give birth to a son and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This is a really beautiful picture because we see that sin creates a separation to be without God. But Jesus comes to save us from our sins and he says God is with us. When Jesus comes, he presents a way for us to be with God. And we can recognize like the Messiah, the Savior is finally here. We've been waiting for him for so long because we knew we needed him so bad. We were in a place that we were just destined for death. And we needed a way out, and God sent his son, Jesus, as our salvation. This is how important the Christmas account is to our story with God. We remember Christmas each year because it's so important that God sent his son as a way for us to be with him. And understand, he wanted to make a way for us to be with him. That's why he sent his son. Because we created this separation, Jesus came to help us to be with God. God brought us salvation. And when we talk about salvation, let me make this clear distinction. God brought us salvation out of love, not out of obligation. God brought us salvation out of love for you, not out of obligation. I want you to think of the greatest gift you've ever given somebody, where you're like, I'm proud of that. Like, I would tell anyone about the gift I gave them because it was like, it was money. It was perfect. Think about the greatest gift. You've put thought into it. You put effort into it. Maybe you put money into it too. But you know this person. You love them. And you wanted to really surprise them. And you're just waiting for their reaction, right? Some of you guys might be sitting on this gift this year. And you're waiting for Christmas. Um, but you're excited for their reaction because you know they're going to freak out when they see this. Because I know how much it's going to mean to them. That kind of gift is out of love for that person. And that is a lot different than having to run out to the store in the middle of the night to get underwear for your kids because they ran out. Like, that's out of obligation because you have to do it, they're lacking it, and it needs to happen right now. That is not the same kind of gift or giving that it is to give someone something out of love and out of knowing them. Alita and I, we dated for nine months, and then I decided I want to ask her to marry me. And when I did, I decided to go buy a ring. And understand, I didn't propose to her just because I felt like I had to. Like, that I felt obligated, like she was going to force me or her family was going to force me to marry her. I did it just because I loved her so much that I wanted to put a ring on it. And she said yes, so you could see that that also went really well, thank goodness. Think about your relationship with God, though. So many of us, we think that God is looking down on us and he sees what we do, and then he thinks, oh, great, like I got to go bail him out again. Like, they keep messing up, and it's like he's frustrated with us. That we think God feels obligated to help us out of situations we put ourselves in. But that is not how God works. And that's not fair for us. Like, we almost think that sin forced God's hand. That our sin, it forced God to give up his son. But we can't say that. Sin doesn't have that kind of power. Our God is greater than anything that we would face, greater than our sin. And sin does not have power to force God to do anything. God gave his son out of love. Love for you. 
He brought salvation just because of his love. And the Bible shows over and over accounts of God's love for us. How much he loves his people. And Christmas is such a significant moment to remind us of how much God loves us. In John chapter 3, you may recognize John 3.16, but there's a few other verses here I wanted to read with you. John chapter 3, verse 14, it says, The Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son. It says he loved the world and he gave his Son. It was out of love. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus was our salvation, and it was out of love that God gave him, not out of obligation. He gave us everything. He gave us himself. God gave us his son because he wanted us to be with him. Understand, like it wasn't because we had messed it up that God was like, fine, I guess I'll do it this way. He said, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. Even when you walk away, I'm going to give you everything to make sure that there's a way for you to be in my presence. And that's what Christmas represents. He wants to be with you. And I want you to make this personal. When you read the scripture that God sent his son, this is how he loved the world. This is how he loved you. This is how he loved Dante. This is how he loved Josiah. This is how he loved you, that he sent his son. It wasn't just for some group of people. It wasn't just because you come to church that God sent him for you. It's, it is personal. And God wants relationship with you. And maybe that's hard to grasp, and maybe you don't feel like you really believe me, but let's look at what Jesus says himself in John chapter 17. This passage is Jesus praying to his Father in heaven. He's praying on behalf of his disciples and says, this is a prayer for anyone who would come to believe in me. This is what he says. I am praying for all who will ever believe in me. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. Remember, he's talking about you. He's talking about me. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, I am in them, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Let that sink in for a second. Do you understand? Jesus himself is saying, may they know that you love them like you love me. this is powerful for me and I hope you get this God loves you like he loves Jesus and it says Father I want these whom you've given me to be with me where I am Jesus wants to be with us and then they can see the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began Yahweh our creator He deeply wants to be in relationship with you. Make it personal. He loves you. Because of what happened on Christmas, that he sent his son, that Jesus would then teach us how to live 
with God and then he would give his life and come back from the dead to claim authority over death that we can be with God again. And God is just waiting for us. That we can decide to accept this life with him. To live in his presence and his salvation instead of the death we brought upon ourselves. And that is salvation. Where we were separated from God because of our own decisions to do things our own way. But God decided that he just loves us so much that he wants to make a way to give everything so that we can decide to live in life in relationship with him. Sometimes we we just get so systematic about our faith that it's like, God sent his son and like then I'll do this step and I'll do the right thing. This is relational. God wants relationship with you, to know you, to know who you are, for you to know him himself and his goodness and his love. Salvation is when we stop living in the death and destruction of our own decisions. And we follow the way of life with him. And it is just because he loves you. And he's not going to force himself on us. It's just a simple invitation. If we decide to accept it, we can live in that life and that goodness and not be destined for death and destruction anymore. It's a simple invitation, but understand that God deeply longs to be with you. Now this is a part of this whole thing that really shook me and it was just it was just difficult to grasp like it's easy to see how God can love other people like the people we love and we give ourselves for and we sacrifice for like we love them so obviously God can love them right and love them more than I can like we can understand that but what about you Do you believe that God loves you like that because he does the way he cares for your children you believe he does but believe that he cares about you like that he loves you like he loves Jesus that's powerful he wants to know you he wants to be close with you And today, we present this opportunity every week, but this is what this whole message is focused about. It's salvation. It's our way to be with God. And it's not just a thing to check off. This is us saying, I want to be in relationship with my God, with my Creator, because He wants to be in relationship with me. And this morning, we're presenting an opportunity to pray together, to say that I do want that kind of relationship with God. Because he wants it with you. When you look at the life of Jesus, you can read about his life in the accounts of the gospel in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Jesus is born to the world, and as he grows older, he shows us what it looks like to live with God, a whole new way to live than we're used to. And then he gives his life. Because the consequence of sin, of us separating ourselves from God, is death. And that was our future of what we had done but Jesus took upon himself all of our sin all of our wrongdoing and he paid the price and he gave his life on the cross 
And then three days later, he rose from the dead. And he claimed victory over sin and death. And he claimed authority over the enemy. And in his death and in his life, he made a way for us to be with God again. Romans chapter 5, it sums it up and is so challenging. It says, when we were utterly helpless, remember, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. But God showed his great love for us. Remember, it's about love. By sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we've been, been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. The salvation that comes because of what God has done to send us his son to die and come back for us, this salvation is a free gift. Remember, it's not something we have to earn. It's not something we forced his hand in the first place. It's just out of love. So God is just waiting for us to decide to come near to him because he will then come near to us. And so today, maybe you've never prayed a prayer like that before. You never decided you wanted a relationship like that with God. But maybe you do today because he wants it with you. And we're gonna pray a prayer together and maybe it will be for the first time for you. And if it's not, let's pray together still and just support of those who are making that commitment and deciding to follow the Lord this way. If you would bow your heads and close your eyes, we're just going to take a moment and focus together and pray. To start a relationship with God. To be with Him again as we are intended to be. Maybe the first time, and if not, let's just support those still. Say, Jesus, thank you for coming and giving your life for me. I want to live my life with you. You are my Savior. Now be my Lord. Thank you for loving me. Amen. Can we celebrate for a second? I mean, that anyone would take a step to say we want a relationship with God, is it's life-changing because we're stepping into a new way of life. And that is exciting. And that is what the church is about, what we get to share with the world. So that is something to celebrate. If you prayed that prayer for the first time today, or maybe it feels, it feels significant today to say you want relationship with God, we want to help you with these next steps. Because it is a process, like, as we're encouraging each other. That's what the church is about, coming together as we consistently are growing in our relationship with Him. And so in those, just in these next few steps, we want to help you and be with you. And on the back of your booklets that are in your seat, you can see there's a link that says newcommunity.co slash connect track. If you go to that link, that's a class, just a, a way for us to get together and talk about our faith, to take some of those first steps together and give us a way to help connect with you and help you through as you're growing in your relationship with God. Now, there's a couple things I want you to take with you um, this week. These are a couple steps that Pastor Aaron, Pastor AC have challenged us with the past couple weeks, but they're so significant, I think, to what God's wanting to do in the season. So there's two things. The first is take time this week to just be with God. So many times we sit down to pray or even read our Bible and we feel like there's some kind of agenda. 
or feel like there's something I gotta get out of this or just something that God has to speak to me or I need to share with him. Just sit down and be with God because he wants relationship with us that goes beyond a request, that goes beyond a demand or some direction. Just spend time being with him. And spending time in silence is really helpful with this to say that I don't need to say anything. I'm just gonna be present and be with God. Take some time and do that this week. And also take time to read through the Christmas story, but you have a different perspective because this is out of love for you that God gave his son. So read it with the truth that God loves you and this is what it's about. So spend time doing that this week, being with him, reading through this account of Christmas in a whole different kind of perspective through love. I wanna take a moment and just pray over everyone in the room, if you're joining us online, just that God would help us to do this. Help this become real for us, that we would recognize the spirit in our relationship with him would be a relationship with him and not just some system or something we have to do. Jesus, thank you so much. Just for the time we get to gather together, that we get to be together and encourage each other. We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much and more than we can understand, more than we can fathom. Help us understand your love a little more this week. As we spend time with you, Lord, that we would just see your love for us. That it would become personal. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Even just our salvation to be in relationship with you, Lord, help us see it in a new way. Lord, help us to live it out this week that we would express your love through our life and that others would recognize your love because of what you're doing in us. Again, we just thank you. And it feels like all we can say is just thank you. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name.